Do you like to eat, like, every day? Do you like to travel for special occasions, food festivals, music festivals, or just save some serious coin on your next vacation? Well, then you have found the right show. A Fork on the Road comes to you every week loaded with celebrities who travel for a living. Actors, musicians, chefs. With me, Mark DiCarlo from the Travel Channel and the James Beard Award-winning foodie, Jennifer English. Connect with me on Instagram at TV and on Twitter at MarkDiCarlo. Listen to the show everywhere you get your podcasts and subscribe at fbpodcasts.com. Travel guru Mark DiCarlo. She is James Beard award winning foodie journalist Jennifer English. And together, we are a fork on the road, your only source for travel and foodie insights, special deals, and behind the scenes wigwam that you're ever going to need. Today's show is all about Las Vegas. Hello, Jennifer. Viva Las Vegas. And by the way, I've got to tell you, thank you for the Cookie Puss Challenge. I am down to 4.9 seconds. Get out of here. Sorry to tell you. I don't believe it. I'll send you the video. How are you, Mark DiCarlo? And you're not speeding up the video. You're not slowing it down. It's all straight up. No. And you know what it is? It's one of the few places in life where the gravity of Mother Nature actually works well with uh, my face. (laughs) Isn't it a fun game? Yeah, I, you know it's funny though. You're such a pa- like I'm such a mom. The cookie falls on the floor. I'm like, yeah, I just put it back up on my face, and then I say so I don't eat the cookie. Like I roll it down with the musculature of my face, wiggling my eyebrows till it trickles over to my nose, jiggling my head, shaking my whole body like I had Saint Vitus dance, kind of opening my mouth as wide as it will go, hoping <laughs> that if I jig just the right way, the cookie will roll gently down into my my opening uh, maw and 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 then it falls on the floor and then I pick it up and I put it on my face again and then I get it in my mouth and it wasn't the right amount of time so I do it again that that yeah. dirty cookie <laughs> but I'm such yeah, a but, pe- you know what? Yeah, but it's it so fun matter. yeah it's a great party game too 4.6 seconds that 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 is a world's record well I'd like to honestly I think that this is going to take on a life of its own. But Mark DiCarlo, how are you? We're going to Las Vegas together. And one of my all-time most delicious places is Las right? Vegas. People because it's because transformed ev- itself in the last, uh, you know, let's say decade. It used to be you would never go to Vegas in the summer because the food was horrible, it was empty, and it was 2,000 degrees. And now some of the best restaurants in America are in Las Vegas. Well, let's just talk about the fact that there is one person that I know that we can give some credit to for that, and that's Elizabeth Blau. She is the woman who went to work in partnership with Steve Wynn and Shep Gordon. And not only did she, I don't want to say single-handedly, because all of these things that happen in hospitality happen as a result of a team, but it was Elizabeth Blau and her leadership and vision that actually transformed Las Vegas from a famous buffet town into a gourmet town by bringing in the likes of Le Cirque, Sirio Maccioni, Todd English, and Olives. It is just to be clear, a really distinctive moment in time. It's the before and the after. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and you know what? You can still get the buffets. You can still get the 99-cent shrimp cocktail stuff. You could still get uh, Bono's Beef from Chicago. But you can also get these really high-end, great restaurant experiences because Vegas finally figured out there's a lot of people with a lot of cash here who are in a really good mood. So you might as well take advantage of that. I discovered a great place called Carbone at the um, it's either at the Aria or the Cosmopolitan a couple trips ago. It's like an East Coast steakhouse, and they bring you all. It's like an old school Italian joint, but really high end linen tablecloths, and that that's where I, I go uh, every time I go back to Vegas. That's my big go to dinner. Thing. Do Do you want to know one of my guilty pleasures? about Mm -hmm. Las Vegas. I'll tell you three of my guilty pleasures. The first is I'm a huge fan of Chef Jean Joho and his brasserie style of cooking. But he and his restaurant at the Eiffel Tower, I'm sorry, it's so charming to me to have that little kiss of Paris. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, Yeah, they could use it at the real Eiffel Tower. We were at the Eiffel Tower about three weeks ago and it's it's they put up barriers all around it, and it's not quite as uh, romantic and uh, sweet as it used to be. Uh, but you know, security uh, trumps that, so maybe it's even better than the real thing. Well, right the now. other two things I'll tell you is I love Chef Hubert Keller and his remarkable approach to food and hospitality. I love Chef Rick Moonen and his incredible respect for history and for seafood. I'm a giant fan of Tony Abuganem and his Libertine Social Bar is one of the best in town. And, you know, kudos to the guys and gals at Herbs and Rye, the bar that was named the best high-volume bar uh, by the Spirited Awards at Tales of the Cocktail. You can eat well, you can drink well, uh, you can live well. And then going off the strip, you've got to acknowledge that Elizabeth Blau and her husband, Kim Canteenwalla, have not only honey salt, but they've mm-hmm. also got andiron steak, which is one of the great steakhouses of the world because it has got all that edible tradition in a contemporary delivery. Can't beat it. Yeah, it's really, you know what? I've, I've been going there since college, and it, it Vegas continues to evolve. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about all the different facets. Later on the show, we've got the publisher of Food and Beverage uh, magazine, Michael Politz. He's going to tell us about nightlife and about more restaurants. Um, and Vegas also has a lot of festivals and a lot of events. Uh, typically, they do them during the summer because People don't go to Vegas uh, during the summer. And there's one coming up in September that really caught my eye. It's called the Big Blues Bender. And it's one of the most famous blues festivals in uh, all of the United States. And we have the CEO of the event with us, A.J. Gross. Welcome to A Fork on the Road. Oh, thanks for having me, Mark and Jennifer. I appreciate it. Oh, my God. What a great voice you have. But you already know that. (laughs) That's a blues voice. (laughs) That is an old-fashioned blues voice. I love that. You come hang with us anytime. Beautiful. So, AJ, AJ, tell P. I know this is this is the sixth year, seventh year, sixth year for Big Blues Bender. It's our sixth year. Uh, we've actually uh, been sold out the last three years, but we're moved to a new location here at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, Las Vegas, and that's mm-hmm. allowing us to uh, finally uh, expand and you know uh, offer the event up to more people. So we're excited about it. I think still a lot of people, I'm from Chicago. I was raised on the blues. I'm a big uh, fan of roots music and blues music. I think when a lot of people uh, hear the term blues, they still think sad, depressing, acoustic, 
music. And that's that's not the case, is it? No, no, it's not at all. You're absolutely right, Mark. It's uh, the music is vibrant. It's alive. It's it's. It's it's such an amazing uh, style of music that look how many styles it gave birth to. I mean, uh, blues had all a baby and it was rock and roll. Yeah, all mm-hmm. of them, all of them, soul and all of it came out of there. And, um, and and we're not, you know, if it was just a straight folk acoustic blues, I don't think we could figure out how to fill one stage, let alone five at the <laughs> festival. So there's a lot of different styles and a lot of different speeds. And you know, there's the uh, slow. Smoky blues of a Roddy Earl. Um, there's the the rockingness of, say, a government mule. Uh, oh. You know, the soul of little Stephen, you know, uh, Stephen Van Zandt, his 15-piece mm-hmm. band, the Disciples of Soul. I mean, it's just like, if, if, if that's so far removed from a one-guitar acoustic, you're so right, Mark. Yeah, it's it's really more rock, you know, with a blues, with a blues kind of... Uh, bent to it. Uh, uh, Papa Chubby is another great artist that I like. Let's talk about the actual layout of, because you're taking over the hard rock, and I don't understand how you can, uh, ha- how you can stage a typical, the f- typically the festivals I've been in Vegas are out at the Sam Boyd, or there's someplace else where you're outside, which would probably kill people. So you have how many stages, and they're all inside the hard rock? Uh, so we have five stages. Uh, we have two fabulous pool stages. Uh, that uh, one's called the Paradise Pool and the Nirvana Pool. And Nirvana Pool is like an amphitheater. I mean, you're just laying out in a lounger uh, on the sandy beaches watching, you know, these legendary artists. Um, swimming cool. right. One one of them's a swim up stage. You can swim right up to them. But then there's three indoor stages. Um, you know, we've created a casino stage for that close, accessible type of thing. And then there's vinyl, which is a world-class venue at the hard rock already for, you know, kind of up and coming and, you know, just a cool down and dirty, you know, 600 capacity type club environment, you know, but nice, super beautiful laid out place. Uh, and then, you know, we have the, uh, the cherry at the hard rock, which is its uh, joint venue, uh, mm-hmm. which can hold uh, over 4,000 people. And, you know, our event is about being intimate. You know, we're not trying to be at the Silver Bowl and 50 people, 50,000 people out in the heat. We, we, uh, our event's about trying to get up close with the artists and having a unique experience. You know, you, the artists stay right on site. So, you, you know, you're going to be in an elevator ride with, you know, with Larkin Poe or Devin Allman, you know. So. Mm-hmm. And you really, I, I'm looking over the, uh, the artist's list you've really made an effort to pull people from all over the country you got east coast guys like uh papa chubby you got a lot of new orleans people johnny sansone uh chubby carrier tab benoit who's fantastic you got little steven uh also from the east coast and the almond Betts band from kind of florida ish who, who are you in charge yourself of the bookings do your fans kind of steer you who they want to see? How does it work? Yeah. Uh, yes to everything in short, but in, <laughs> <laughs> to expand upon it, um, we do a survey after every festival, and I definitely uh, go through there along with my assistant, Jimmy Carpenter, and we, we, we talk about – I mean, we're already talking now about who next year. Who did we not get to this year that we need to make sure we, we get them on the bill? Delbert. And, and you're so right. Delbert. You know, he played about uh, three years ago. And, you know, I'm really hoping to see that and, and, and maybe a little bit of a curveball next year, too. Um, mm-hmm. But um, 
the the idea of getting these artists from all over the country uh, comes not just because uh, they're great artists, but also because I'm searching all around the country because we have all 50 states come to Vegas because, you know, right? People are coming in here. We're a vacation right. destination place. So we have nearly a dozen countries represented. We have, uh, let alone, you know, 200-plus Canadians, just Canadians coming. Um, How do Canadians so the, get the blues? What do they have to complain about? <laughs> That's funny. I know. That's they got actually free medical. very funny. Free medical insurance. Their but beer AJ, is delicious. AJ, couldn't you, make, get... couldn't you make the argument that Leonard Cohen... I mean, Leonard Cohen, there's a certain element of, of blues synchronicity to what he does in some yeah. things. Yes, Leonard, if you're listening, please call. have your agent call me. We would love to see you at the bench. <laughs> it's been gone a while. All right, yeah. so here's the question, you guys. I love listening to you, but it makes me ask the question, what is the difference between classic blues and contemporary blues is there such a thing as modern blues, or is blues by its very definition the timeless blues that we all recognize as soon as we hear the pick of the guitar? There's nothing, nothing inaccurate like, in it's, it's everything you said. Wait, yeah. I couldn't hear everything either you of you. Everything you said is accurate. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> everything you said was accurate, uh, Jennifer, uh, from the fact that there there is modern blues, there's contemporary blues, the tones you're hearing, they, they're, they're, it's, all, it's all true. It's all correct. And... and there's just so many flavors of it. And, uh, you know, the, the cool thing about doing something like this where you get like 60 artists is they're all there from the, the what you're talking about, uh, Doug McLeod. You know, he's going to play that steel um, uh, guitar and, and, you know, it's going to move you and it's solo and it's acoustic. But then right across the hall in another venue is, uh, you know, uh, Larkin Poe two women who are taking the music world by storm, in my opinion, and, and just resurrecting that beautiful sound and modernizing it and, and delivering it by two women on stage fronting it, you know, um, it's really an homage to those artists, you know, and, um, I, I feel special to be able to be part of it. And, and I didn't realize how much I've missed this wonderful music style, uh, because I got lost in promoting a lot of rock and roll shows. But this this music just speaks to us. When you're listening to blues music and you connect with what the artist is doing and you can't help but feel what you feel, is that the key to the blues, AJ? Sounds like it to me, Jennifer. I can just sit here and listen to your voice all day long. It's just beautiful and sweet. You and got you wrapped it all around, and I'm just like, yes, yes. <laughs> well, that's what I love about it most is when people are really – it's an authentic, unique experience. I'm going to see Buddy Guy next week at the Hollywood Bowl. I've seen him 15 times. He's never been Legend. the same. You know, sometimes he's cranky. Sometimes he's in a great mood. Sometimes he's stoned. You know, he, he, it's always different. And it's that what you were saying, Jennifer, it's that unique connection with the audience where there's an improvisation or guys are playing together. And it, it, I think it happens more in roots music and in blues music than it does in pop now, because in pop, everything is programmed and you're singing to backup tracks and you're not going to be playing any click tracks, are you, AJ? No, no. Plus, most songs don't take 12 different writers to write. Blues don't care. Blues don't care. 
delicious episode of A Fork on the Road by subscribing at fbpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram. Jennifer English is FlavorBank on Twitter and hashtag FlavorBank on Instagram. I'm at Mark DiCarlo on Twitter and at Mark DiCarlo TV on Instagram, where I post all the funny things I see in my travels, including cranky twists. Welcome back to Fork on the Road. I'm Mark DiCarlo. She is Jennifer English. Today we're talking about Las Vegas in the summer and a great reason to go. The Big Blues Bender Blues Festival, which is happening at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas from September 5th through the 8th. It's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday all day, and he says until 4 a.m. at night. Blues Festival, we're talking to the Imperial Blues Booftar, A.J. Gross. <laughs> Everyone goes to Vegas on a bender. This is a specific blues bender. So what time does it start? It kicks off uh, Thursday uh, at uh, 5 p.m., and uh, pretty much uh, doesn't give you much time for even sleep. Wow. So you got you have four stages going all the time, most of those days, so people can kind of pick and choose what they like? There's pretty much at least always three stages to five stages going. Um, we trimmed down the f- uh, final one stage at the the last gasps of the morning. You know, the uh, there's a fine balance, you know, of keeping the energy at the right mm-hmm. spot, you know, as a crowd, because uh, the crowd does get uh, wane towards the morning hours. So try to... Uh, Keep them together. Keep that energy going. Is there a style of blues that gets as raucous as a Tony Robbins seminar <laughs> where everyone's like jumping up and down? <laughs> you know? You're comparing the blues. Help to me, Tony Jesus. Robbins. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Go listen to Government Mule or uh, Little Steven. <laughs> I knew you'd like that one. <laughs> Mark, is that the best laugh you've ever had on the show? I think that's the funniest thing you've ever said in your life, yeah. <laughs> I'd probably send her to uh, Albert Castilla. I think you know, he'd uh, deliver actually, the, uh, the highs and lows and the, the sideways uh, Jennifer's looking for. What about that, Reverend Billy Wirt? Uh You know, she'd probably need a little spirituality come morning. Yeah. I, I do all the time, my friend. What's the best way to get the most out of the bender? Wow, that's that's a great question. You know, we have a group page, and there's, a, a gosh, nearly 7,000 people on there. And they just chatter it up, giving up tips and how-tos and helping the virgins find their way. Um, you know, we kicked the thing off with a virgin party at 420. It's so, you know, we're all oh there my. trying to help everybody find, yeah. What do you say? Right. Every, it sounds like <laughs> every day or just on that Thursday? On that Thursday at 4:20, that's when we uh, uh, we do we have a little surprise for the crowd too that we bring you know get bring the energy up and and uh, uh, there's cherries popped and uh, everybody gets laid you know we bring uh, all the virgins get laid we have those Hawaiian lays. You think uh, I'm ready? Around every- I, Jennifer, I can tell <laughs> that you are ready. Not even met you, just talking to you on the phone. You're <laughs> gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, I digress. <laughs> uh, now, you can buy day tickets, but I, I think from what I, you're telling us and what I understand, probably the best way to do this is to get the package, stay at the Hard Rock with all the the, the, the artists, and then you're right there. You don't have to drive home. You're right in the middle of it, right? Absolutely. It's, I, I created this thing because I'm a lazy SOB, right? I don't. I love music. I love festivals. But I don't like porta potties, and I don't like 
to travel back and forth. I just wanted to be easy. Like if I want to take a nap at three in the afternoon to power up for a later show, so be it. And that's what this is about. It's our tagline, everything, an elevator ride away. And it just makes it so easy, so sweet. Um, You know, most of uh, the people coming into town usually arrive a day or two early, stay at the hotel, get comfortable, get used to it, maybe catch a show. We do a big charity benefit on Wednesday night. Uh, It's an awesome thing. You know, the money raised, 100% of it goes to um, artists, uh, uh, medical expenses, dental expenses, funeral expenses to help artists in need. I'm proud to say that we've raised over $100,000 for this cause. Uh, 100% of it gets used directly for the support. There's no admitted, not a penny gets spent in administrative fees for that charity. That, that's a big, that's that's a big point. That lots, of times, yeah, lots of times people will put on an event and then whoever's producing it takes their costs back. But you, you and your team... You donate all the production costs so that every dollar from the ticket sales goes directly to the artist fund, the heart fund, correct? Correct. And then the heart fund actually pays their operating expenses through a separate charity. So every dollar gets to the final recipient that's that's raised. So it's just it's unheard of, you know, when you got charities out there taking twenty percent in administrative costs mm-hmm. to have a charity having zero operational. So, and that's a great way to start the week and gives everybody a taste of what's happening and then rolls us into, you know, you're right. The package is a great way to go, but over time, you know, because some people have a comp or, you know, they have a timeshare or their cousin, Joey lives (laughs) in Summerlin, you know, just outside the downtown or uh, the strip, I should say, you know, so we, we started offering other options, but yeah, this is about staying on site, getting immersive, and living it, and and if anybody goes and checks out our group page, uh, Blues Bender Family on Facebook, you'll see that it, it is it is just that, and they're so welcoming. Um, all that info is you know on our website at bigbluesbender.com, and we're just excited to to welcome people to Vegas uh, every year and show them an, an awesome experience and how this town can really it is driven by great customer service. Um, and an open arms, you know, a really great service industry here. Could you speak to where blues comes from and the magic that you have seen when you watch musicians take the stage and perform? When you say that the show is different every time, the only way to explain it is that there's something magical happening. Can you talk about the magic of the blues? Yeah, I'd love to. It is, it is this um, connection um, where there's not a great space between the artists, the instruments, and the audience. And they're all in this really small, you know, uh, circle. And they're right on top of each other. And the music connects in a way that it, it can't connect in a big, giant uh, uh, auditorium unless it's powered by amazing and over-the-top lights and sound. It, this, this is something that's connected through a, 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 a several hearts meeting in a room and sharing that experience and, and really appreciating the talent of these guys up, on, uh, up there right with them who are just letting their soul go and really feeling every note. And none of it's processed and none of it's overdubbed and none of it's reworked. And it's, it's all straight, unedited. Uh, and uh, beautiful. I love that explanation. Thank you so much. I love the feeling. And is there any musical style that 
more powerfully elicits feeling than the blues? I don't think so. Well, polka is is pretty amazing, but you know. (laughs) Did you say polka? You're funny. That's funny. Hey, AJ, we would like to come out, and I would love to come to come there and do some interviews with the artists and people uh, during the event and maybe do a little... Uh, Want to broadcast uh, live? Not, let's do it. Take the show on the road, guys. Make sure you videotape everything in pictures or it didn't happen. I want to see road shots, you know, totally like a la, you know, 100 times. No cameras in Vegas. Vegas. No cameras in Vegas. That's how it works. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 after you see Ronnie Earl, Jennifer, I want to, like, See, I, I want to hear what you have to say because I'm sure it's going to knock me down. <laughs> you got it, brother. <laughs> All right. Look forward Thanks to so it. Much, Thanks AJ. for the time today. Be well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, see, just even talking about the blues, Jennifer. Mark, look how excited you get. You are just a different human being. Your passion is indescribable, and it's like you've lifted yourself up. Well, I, I do have a band here in L.A., and I've played on several different uh, I played harmonica on a couple of different records, but to do it full time is it's a brutal, brutal life. But we we go to the jazz fest in New Orleans every year. Uh, I'm gonna I didn't even know about this festival until recently. I'm gonna go to this thing uh, every year. Let me tell you, the last time I saw Stevie Ray Vaughan live was about two months before he was killed in a helicopter crash, and it was an outdoor event here in Los Angeles. And he was playing one of his solos. People were going out of their minds in the very front row. There was uh, some agenty looking guy and his girlfriend. And the girlfriend was bored. Literally, everyone else is standing up and screaming, and she's sitting there just watching the show. And I'm 15 rows back. I see Stevie in the middle of his, his solo. He's looking around. Everyone's digging on it. His eyes go down. He sees this girl. He grimaces a little bit because, oh my God, I, she's not digging me. He looks over to the bass player. He smiles. He walks to the edge of the stage right in front of her and then directs like a laser beam of blues mojo at her with her solo, playing and playing and playing and playing. And finally, she just jumps in the air and starts screaming. He smiles, turns to the bass player and walks to the back of the stage. That, that is the power of the music when it's that good. Wow. And that's it. It's it's an amazing thing to experience live. I just love it. I can't get enough of it. And uh, I'm looking forward to heading to the Big Blues Bender in Las Vegas. While we're in Las Vegas, it is a world-class culinary city now. And there's one man who keeps tabs on everything. He's the publisher of Food and Beverage Magazine, mm-hmm. also the creator of the Food and Beverage Podcast Network. It's Michael Pohl. It's Michael, welcome to A Fork on the Road. Well, I guess that's why they call it the news. Nice, nice, nice. So, Thank Michael, you. people are going to come to Vegas to hear you sing, clearly. Clearly. Uh, what, else, clearly. what else is there to do in Vegas during this period? This is the weekend after uh, Labor, Day. Labor Day. Is it still 200 degrees every day? Oh, my gosh. That's all I can say. It is so hot. I don't even want to go out and take meetings. Like, me not want to make – I don't even want to make money. Can you imagine how hot it is? I just, oh, my God. I can't do it. That's so hot. I know. It's, it's so hot. Michael Polis doesn't want to go out and make money. I mean, wow, there's no, come on. That's the funny. Pools are, the, the pools are packed. The um, – the restaurants at night are packed. You know, it may be a little bit too hot to even eat, you know. Uh, Thank I'm you very much. That, well, I'm not saying for you, Jennifer. What I'm saying, oh, hi, Jennifer. Is that you? I only heard Mark. Is that Hello, you? my darling. <laughs> so I'm thinking a little Froyo, Mark, a little Froyo, Jen. Sure. 
I'm I'm feeling a Midori sour coming on. I love her gumption. Gumption. Um, she but, makes a delicious gumption. <laughs> she does. I make I make a Creole gumption. Yeah, Creole <laughs> gumption. It's delish. <laughs> sure you never miss a hilariously delicious episode of A Fork on the Road by subscribing at fbpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram. Jennifer English is FlavorBank on Twitter and hashtag FlavorBank on Instagram. I'm at Mark DiCarlo on Twitter and at Mark DiCarlo TV on Instagram, where I post all the funny things I see in my travels, including cranky tourists. Welcome back to Fork on the Road. I'm Mark DiCarlo. She is Jennifer English. On the line with us is the publisher of Food and Beverage Magazine, the man who knows everything worth knowing. And everyone worth knowing. Exactly. And where all the bodies are buried. It's Michael Politz. Michael, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Have a little energy, Mark, when you say my name. (laughs) Say my name. One of my buddies has a band. Maybe, Mark, you've heard of it. It's called Third Eye Blind. I have never talked to you this long without you saying the words, my friend Mike Tyson. So, but continue. And I said Stephen, right? Stephen Jenkins, Third Eye Blind. <laughs> Stephen says, Michael, I'm going to be playing Austin City Limits. And I said, if you, he has a new tequila called Summer Gods. It's a Blanco. It's beautiful. It's delicious. Jennifer, you would love it. I said, Stephen, if you're playing in Austin, let me get you carried by the biggest retailer in Texas. That's all. What's the reality of Las Vegas today, Michael? If somebody comes in from out of town and they want to have the best experience possible, where do you suggest they look or connect? Does it matter anymore? Do you have to have an insider's pull? Do you have to have a friend in the business to enjoy Las Vegas? You know, Vegas used to be a lot more like that, right? Now it became all about the money, right? They're charging you for parking. They're charging you for this. They're Every, there's room, the resort fees, right? So in a way, they that got rid of all these. Like, for example, I go to – Mike Tyson and I will happen to go to dinner, Mark. Can you believe that? <laughs> and I'll park in the – and I'll park, of course, in the valet where I always do park. And, you know, we used to say, hey, buddy, thanks. Take my car. I'm out of here. We're going to dinner. Now they're like, oh, sir, you realize there's a charge for that, Right. So what happens is the valet, you, they charge you 25 bucks at the hotel to go in to have a $300 dinner, right? Um, of course, if I'm with one of my celebrity friends, we try to get that comp. Mark, shall I say some names? Drop six names in a row without even batting an eyelash. Ready? Go. Mark McGrath. Mike Tyson. One. Two. Zach Bagans. Jeremy Piven. Oh. What about Lovitz? John Lovitz. Dana Carvey. Rob Schneider. Shall I continue? Jennifer, the reality is all those people that worked on tips, and that's how they worked, right, are obsolete now because you're spending money because the hotel's are like, that's my money. I want it. So you could just call and get a reservation now. Now, maybe there's someone who can get you a better table, but the truth is then you got to tip again when you get there, yep. right? You can go, I want the most perfect table you have. You sound like Lovitz when you say that. That's funny. Well, what makes a perfect Whoa. table? I never... Unless you're sitting next well, to the bathroom Mark, or the kitchen, what difference does it make? Oh, my God. It makes all the difference. Mar- I agree with Mark. It doesn't. I, the best table has the... You don't want to be in a dud section. You want to be with the pro on the floor who knows how to make everybody at your table feel not only welcome. Diner, is the notion of being a regular lost in Las Vegas because there's just such a flow of people and you just you don't have regulars anymore? Yeah. I mean, you it, live there. It used to be, yes, it used to be amazing. Everybody was amazing. Um, everyone took care of their own because they knew their own was going to bring people in, right? right? 
Now it's, oh, what's your, what's your Instagram number? What's your, which is funny because Instagram is for kids, right? Like all my kids are all diddling all over Instagram. How many of them are rolling into Vegas? None. So the people that are running this thing aren't, they're not thinking clearly. There's like a cloud of, of where we're doing, what we're doing in the wrong direction. The cool factor, the cool factor is not bringing in high end, um, like these Instagram, they're like the food god, my friend Jonathan Chevin, right? Seven. He's got like five million, five million Instagram. This fans. I still don't Follow. understand. Pulitz, you're going to have to explain that one to me someday. I don't even know what to, how to explain it. But I can tell you, I don't think he drives food restaurant into Vegas because most of these people aren't even 21. Now, maybe my other friend, someone like Amber Rose, with 20 million, uh, she could drive traffic. But you see what I'm saying? So they're not driving. She could drive me home any day. <laughs> She's an excellent driver. <laughs> We're talking with Michael Politz, who is the publisher of Food and Beverage Magazine. He bases in Las Vegas, where he has had a front row seat to the transformation of Las Vegas from a buffet town to a gourmet town. In addition, he's the founder of the Food and Beverage Podcast Network, on which this very broadcast can be found. What I want to understand, when we send people to a contemporary Las Vegas, what does modern Las Vegas feel like and taste like we're talking about some really technical stuff about how you maneuver around but give me some of the highlights make me want to come to vegas because now you're just telling me stuff that complicates it for me tell me what is fabulous about las vegas right now michael are there you like a lot of what did i say did i say michael or mark i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) i'm just curious if there's still whores there in vegas (laughs) (laughs) well rodney dangerfield left no, I don't think so. <laughs> Not that Although great Harry Basil is still here, so <laughs> Harry, will, he, he speaks of that like that. Vegas is Vegas, right? You're always going to have what people want. You're always going to have the great shows that you can come and see, and you're going to have great meals. Now, I don't know that they're abundantly great. I think you can have great meals anywhere, right? Um, but there's a lot of lights and a lot of energy and a lot of fun. And, that, and those lights, guy... energy, and fun bring people here. How... How can just a regular guy come to Vegas for a weekend or gal and roll up like a big roller without spending a lot of money? Is it possible anymore or no? Well, you got to be super good looking to do that. Right. Okay. You're, you're not saying that facetiously. No, because then everyone will give you because they want to bring you in their clubs. Like, hey, have a free table. Have a free this. Have a free that. Anybody hot? Because right. you're gorgeous. You know, it's so it's ridiculous. You know what? It reminds me of a friend of mine. About 20 years ago, he used to be super hot. Had a television show. Actually, it was on Fox, believe it or not. He was the host of a, of a game show called Stud. If I could just uh-huh. remember his name. Was it, could it have been Mark DiCarlo? 11! <laughs> he was a stud. You kind of do need a lot of money, right? Because Bobby came, Mario came. Wolfgang was always here. He's the godfather, right? Bobby, Mario, and Wolfgang, add three more to that, Mark. So the high rollers that spend the big money, they have some place to send them. Because if you're coming to a place and you're spending a lot of money, you better damn well get a fancy meal, right? And the king of fancy meals, Jean George, has even figured out that you need to sell hamburgers. Right. You know, you don't have all these high-end restaurants in a, in, a lot of, in a lot of cities, right? So they're able to get people in and fill them up. And, and, again, a lot of the hotels are sending their clients there. So they're the ones paying for it, right? The casinos are paying for it. I mean, you still have, like, Jose, who does his tasting menus and – and, uh, you know, now they're, they're opening some more, like, omakase-tasting menus. But if you look, I would think that, that less traditional high-end, like, steakhouses, like the real true Vegas old-school 
Golden Bull steak or Oscars. Or oh, Oscars is a new place trying to be the old place, right? right. But it's cool. Like that's fun. But you know, then you're going to get uh, Crab Imperial. Like you're going to get the old school stuff that's really fun. Veal Oscar. You're going to get a good. Yeah, you're going to get some good portions of it. <laughs> I mean, you know, my favorite restaurant is a restaurant that I can go into in any city. And I get the same meal, and it's the same quality, and the people are the same, and it's enjoyable, right? Like that's why I pick my favorite restaurants. In and out. It's not these. It's it's in. Yeah, in and out. Yeah, it's not these one-off places, right? Like I love the Palm. You know, I used to love Morton. I used to, but then they start becoming more corporate. Things change. Who are the other chefs who are coming to Vegas still? Who are the big names that are those Michelin three stars? Here's the thing, Jennifer. They're not coming to Vegas. Their names are coming to Vegas, but they're not. But they're not coming to Vegas, right? Am I wrong? Am I right? Their names are yeah. Roy Choi. Oh, let's go get Korean barbecue at Roy's. Like, I know Roy. I never see him there. Where is he? Where are you, Roy? Oh, they use your sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a secret sauce. Uh, Michael Pollard, thank you. AJ Gross from the Big Blues Bender in Las Vegas, thank you. Las Vegas, thank you. You've been listening to Jennifer English and Mark DiCarlo on A Fork on the Road. We'll see you next week.